Shut up and sit down. Everybody, welcome to a Guy Thing Podcast with your host, Joe Mignon. So, I uh, just wanted to give you guys a shout. We are now closing in on 500 listeners. It's uh, pretty amazing. Thank you for continuing to tune in. And please subscribe, and a five-star rating is much appreciated, everybody. So, uh, yeah, that was a little freestyle beatbox by my boy over here. Uh, and I'm going to introduce you to him in just a second. Um, but again, I just want to remind you guys, if there's anything at all you want us to talk about, send us a mailbag. This week we got a really nice response on the mailbag. And this is going to basically be mainly a dedicated episode to the mailbag. Um, if you're wondering why I'm the only one talking right now, Brian is out for the week. He's taking care of some personal stuff. Uh, but he will be back. So... Um, we're just, you know, that's something we're going to do for one another. If something happens and I got to take care of a few things, Brian's going to pick up the slack for me. Uh, so we're going to be dedicated to you, our listeners. Uh, once a week, you will hear from us. So the show must go on. That's the old saying. So that's what we're going to do. But without further ado, and, and I know the bear is going to be happy about this, having you on the show, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our guest, my buddy from South Africa, and my newest proud neighbor, Gareth. What's up, everybody? How <laughs> you, Joe? What's going on? Hey, I wanted to ask you, what is your last name? I never asked your last name. Hull. Like, you... like bottom of the boat. Oh, okay. H-U-L-L, yeah. Gareth Hull. I yeah, like that. Yeah. So, short uh, and sweet. Short and sweet to the point. I like yeah. it. I like it. So, so, South African. Yeah. Full South African. Born and bred. Born and bred. Yeah. Wow. So African American, uh, actually, like on my mortgage, it states African American, but uh, you know, white is the. You're a white, is, yeah. You're white as a ghost, but you have to yeah. say African American. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty interesting. African right? from the waist down, but you know, white from the up. So, so you've been. You're how old now? Thirty six. Thirty six years old. And from what you're telling me, you play instruments. I think that's really yeah, cool. A couple, yeah, most of the time, I play the fool. Mm-hmm. But uh, my main instrument that I play is the guitar. Um, I've been in bands in and out for quite a few years. Uh, I've done drums. The first instrument that I ever played live was the bass guitar. Wow. And the only reason why I played the bass guitar is because the acoustic guitar position was taken up. Okay. So, and playing bass guitar is pretty easy, but to master it is quite difficult. But mm-hmm. uh, I still, nonetheless, like any musical instrument, so I'll just keep playing whatever I can, you know. So, That's awesome. Play the piano, you know. Dude, the only instrument I could play... Throat flute. Ooh, that was rough. That was rough. I'm usually the one who's giving that joke to somebody. Dude, I cannot play an instrument for my life. Now, uh, it, it, my dad plays the drums. Mm-hmm. He plays very good. He plays it all by sound. Okay. Uh, excellent drummer. Uh, he was in a band, you know, growing up when he was a kid. and Excellent on the drums. My uncle plays the guitar. Me, nothing. Really? I think maybe the tambourine. Not even sing a little bit? No, no. Can't even sing. Can't even sing, my friend. Just me and music. It just... It doesn't go. It doesn't go. And that's it. So, God gave me a pretty face, but uh, that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a face for radio, I'll tell you that. So, God gave me some talent for music, at least. You know, it's funny. One of our previous guests, uh, Frank Cristiano, 
Yeah. Uh, a little shout out to you, Frank. Uh, he actually said the same thing. I have a face for radio, so I thought that was pretty funny that you said that. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, you. Um, so you moved in the neighborhood. What month did you move in here? I know it was pretty. So it was a bit of a whirlwind. I moved in probably three months ago. It was I want to say beginning of what? Oh, sorry, the end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, as soon as we made the deal, I was out the door flying to California for a. A big family vacation. Uh, had family flying from all around the world, so I didn't really get a chance to meet everybody and get the you know the salutes and uh, a couple of shots from everybody. So I missed that tradition. But uh, so it's been about three months now. You know, nice. It's, it's awesome. Bro. It is awesome. Yeah, it's an amazing neighborhood. I mean, we have. I mean, as you could see, you've been welcomed with open arms to this oh neighborhood. God, the yes. neighbors. I mean, it's amazing, right? How everyone's like a family in this neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, the most amazing <clears> thing is like every Friday, I was just uh, telling one of my, uh, the neighbors uh, early on, it was, we, we're talking about time traveling. It's just, it's, it's so amazing. We'll take our dogs for a walk <laughs> and you'll just go chat to somebody and next thing you know, it's like two hours later and the wife's going, where the fuck have you been? Yes. You know, like, and she's thinking, oh, you're doing drugs, you're slamming mm-hmm. hookers or something like that. So love, that's back in the day. Come on, I'm a changed man, you know? But no, you've just been chatting to the neighbor. It's just, yeah. it's, it's awesome. It is. Like, I literally, before, that, that, that is a funny part. Uh, this is an impromptu episode. Mm. I literally, about an hour ago, actually, funny, I rode my daughter's bike, because I don't have a bike, so I rode my daughter's <laughs> bike over down the street and what we like to call the dark side of the neighborhood. And that's where all the party goes on. So uh, that's when I, I saw you and I saw... You know, all the other neighbors out there, and I know they're listening, you know, everybody, Junior and Malazzo and Mike and John and every, everybody out there is uh, listening. Joe, I know I forgot you last time, Joe, and Eddie, of course, and he doesn't listen. But, uh, yeah, it was funny, I'm, and I'm like, hey, you want to wanna do this, this show with me tonight? And you're like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, man, I'm down just... like four flat tires, bro. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, getting flat, dude, uh, I, I I'm just gonna promote this beer that I got. It's the I know you're not a fan of it, or are you? you, you I haven't even had my first sip yet. Oh, okay. I'm waiting for you. Uh, Budweiser Copper Lager, Jim Beam, aged in a barrel cask of Jim Beam. So uh, cheers to you. Cheers. Salut. It's six point two percent. If you guys are wondering, Ooh, give it's it. Toasty, a, right? Yeah, it's got a little toast to it. Yeah, uh, it's actually not that bad. It, I, I'm typically I like the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel beer. It's ten and a half percent. Yeah, aged in a bourbon barrel. They even have um, during this time of the year, they'll have the fall uh, pumpkin ale. Yeah, they're coming out the Oktoberfest. But they're, yeah, but they're ten and a half percent. Like the Oktoberfest is much less. It's, you know, it's way less. I yeah. mean, the ten and a half percent. I mean, what you can have like three beers that you're pretty done. I mean, but it's still so flavorful. You know, yeah, it's amazing. You know, a lot I, of beers that I've had are like uh, ones that are flavorful. It's like a hefeweizen or something. That's more in the region of like a five and a half to six percent. Mm-hmm. The ones you're talking about. They're still, they're good, they pack a punch, but mm-hmm. just amazing beers, right? Yeah, they'll kick you in the ass. I had a, a buddy of mine when I was living in Broward County. He came over the house, my buddy Nelson, and, uh, you know, with the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel, you know, it's a, it's a diesel beer. So you're looking at, what, uh, 10.5%. They they come in a four-pack, and it's like 13 bucks, you know? But, hey, man, like you said, three of those, and you're flying high. I, I warned my buddy. I said, you, you know, he had a couple of drinks and then he had one. He's like, wow, this is amazing. Can I have another? I said, yeah, go ahead. He has another. And then he goes, hey, this is really good. Do you mind if I have a third? I know it's a four pack. 
uh, I was like, listen, man, yeah, I'm not just saying this. <laughs> I said, I'm not just saying this because I want the other beer, but <laughs> I'm going to warn you, you're going to be shot out of a fucking cannon uh-huh. if you drink that third beer. And he did, and he threw up. So it was kind of oh, funny. He did? Yeah, I'm calling you out, buddy. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so, but uh, yeah, man, uh, if anybody likes beer, which I'm sure all my listeners do, this is a pretty good one. Budweiser Jim Beam, check it out. It's pretty good. I'll second that. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm about to crack Copper, my second one. Yeah. I'm cracking the second one right now. You may have heard that. Aged on that. real barrel stoves or staves. My glasses on this one. Staves? Staves? Yeah. What's a stave? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I'm man enough to let you know. I don't know what a stave is, but I'm Maybe sure. Maybe a stave is actually the word that's actually used inside it because you know it comes in pieces. All my uh, intelligent listeners out there probably like you don't know what a stave is. <laughs> it's actually a it. vertical wooden post or plank in a building or structure. Interesting. So I'm gonna guess it's like a wooden barrel. Yes. That's that. That's gonna be my. Oh, uh, you know what that, that is? Yeah, because you know, obviously you got those metal rings around it. Mm-hmm. You know, with the when they age the Jim Beam or what kind of whiskey or scotch mm-hmm. or whatever, and they have those barrels. Come, maybe that's what it's Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a guess. Mm-hmm. If, but um, any of my listeners out there that are, uh, you know, a little more educated in beer than we are, feel free to let us know what that is, and I'll maybe I'll give you credit on the next episode. So we'll see. Um, you know, I I don't know. Do you? You know, what do you do for a living? You I mean, tell our listeners. I'm a welder fabricator. Mm-hmm. I uh, build prototypes uh, for manufacturing, air purification, and uh, water purification. Yeah. Yeah, man. So busy. Not a lot of people do what you do. You don't come across Constantly. somebody like yourself every day. You know. Constantly, it's one of those jobs where uh, the guy comes in and says, "Hey, we got this thing. This is uh, a hot job. This needs to be done now." Two minutes later, another guy walks in and says, this is a hot job. This needs to be done right mm-hmm. now. And that's my day, five days a week. And wow. sometimes six days a week, you know. Wow. It's, yeah, it's insane. We've done but, jobs for Chipotle. We've done jobs for a lot of d- different big companies. It's uh, That's yeah, really cool, man. It's awesome, man. Is that uh, tough on your body, your back? Do you get, do you get a well, lot of pain? Most, like, I work in an environment that's uh, ergonomically correct, meaning that... Um, we don't miss, we have to lift obviously heavy things, you know, anywhere mm-hmm. between 50 and 150 pounds uh, by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But luckily, the facility we work in, we have huge ganchi cranes that uh, can lift and hoist uh, roughly 10 tons okay. of weights. Oh, so, amazing. Yeah. So Big help. <laughs> huge help. Yeah. For, some of the, for some of the products we build, it's, they're about five or 6,000 tons. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's... I'm not lifting that. If you're looking at me right now, I can't even lift a hundred pounds. You know but uh, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's pretty pretty staunch weight. That's that's crazy, man. You know, I have nine herniated discs in my back. Accumulate nine? nine herniated discs. What did you do? Yeah, accumulation of things, lifting weights, playing competitive baseball. I got into a car accident. Not a bad one, but just enough to kind of gotcha. get get everything going. So I got an MRI done. Revealed nine herniated discs. I have. Um, I believe it's two in my L, two in my thoracic, and then in five in my cervical. Oh my God. Yeah, man. So I have to be very careful how I do things. Well, I can I still lift up. weights. <laughs> well, here's an amazing thing. I've been taking CBD oil. The cannabinoid oil? Yes. Okay. Absolutely amazing. It like, does it not? Does it really work? It does. Yeah. I've been taking it for over a year now. Okay. Night and day difference. I'm going to tell you why it works. Because you know how your mind plays tricks on you? Yes. You know, it's like, oh, I'm taking something new, so I feel different. I the feel great. Effect. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> I thought that was the case, 
But I was taking ibuprofen every single day yeah, to accumulate is, my pain, yeah. you know, and, and that was uh, to cure my pain. And that I was taking them like jujubes. Since I got on the CBD oil, I don't even, t- I don't touch a pain pill. I don't touch it. No inflammation. Yeah. I take it every day, 10, drop, 10 drops a day under the tongue. Yeah. I let it sit for like 30 seconds. And, and do you take it throughout the whole day? I take, take it every time I wake up in the morning. That's it. Once in the morning? Once in the morning. 10 drops under the tongue every morning. Every morning, once a day. I have no inflammation. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll have my moments. I'll have my yeah. day, especially when it rains out. You know, that old saying, when it rains out, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, your bones I'm are hurting and stuff. About that all the time, yeah. But I will tell you this. I can lift weights. I can play ball. I, I don't feel the pain that I once felt before. So yeah. I'm a big, firm believer in it. Uh, so I, I, you know, I tell my listeners, one of our sponsors is wearehemp.com. Okay. Okay. And that's the product that I take. It's 100% I've organic. Got some, I've got to check them out. Check them out. It's 100% organic. Okay. Which is great. Uh, it's also uh, 100% CBD, cannabidiol. So yeah. it's, there's no THC in it whatsoever. Zero percent. You yeah. can't get high on it, uh, and it's strictly. It's a bit of a though, you know. It still works though. <laughs> hey man, if you're dealing with a lot of pain, anxiety, sleep, uh, maybe you have a little, um, you know, issue sleeping. I do suffer with some sleep. I have to check them out. Helps, helps yeah. a lot. So if you check out uh, www.wearehemp.com, uh, they'll have an assortment of different products for I'm you to check out. Right now, as you speak. Awesome, man. Yeah, check it out. It, it's really good. So we got our mailbag. Oh, I'm excited <clears> for this. I love the mailbag. You know, I the do, mailbag. I do love it too myself. I'm a heavy <laughs> listener of the show, and I do like the mailbag. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, the mailbag is its really starting to take off. Uh, we, we're starting to get a lot of people that are emailing us through our website. Uh, if you go on our website, aguythingpodcast.com, on the bottom of the page, you'll see mailbag. If you click on that, uh, you could remain anonymous. You could put your name. Um, you could put your real email, you could put a fake email, it doesn't really matter to us, but we, w- we just want to hear from you, hear from a situation that's going on. It could be relationship, it could be everyday life, it could be a coworker, a boss, whatever the case may be. It doesn't really matter, um, but we want to hear from you. We want to be interactive with our listeners. So um, here we go, mailbag number one. Every morning on my way to work, there is a crazy driver in a black Sonata driving like a maniac. It's a young girl and she's texting all the time, blasting music, and literally almost caused accidents on a daily basis. There are never any police around and I want this girl caught. That's it. I want this girl (laughs) caught. They didn't leave a name. It Uh, sounds like this person's actually on every single corner of where I work. (laughs) Well, I think we all deal with... That person, you know, if we're all in the in the midst of traffic every day in the morning, like I, I feel like there's always you, you start seeing the same people on the road every morning when you're leaving at exactly, the same time. Yeah. If you look over to your neighbor driving down, like say you're going to turnpike or whatever, you look to your left, it's like standard traffic, or whatever. Look to your left or look to your right, whichever lane you're in, someone's on their phone. Oh yeah. And that I don't. For me, I put my phone down. It pisses me off when someone else on their phone because it does cause accidents. You know, it, that irritates the shit out of me. I'm sorry. Yeah, try, I, I, and I heard a rumor um, in Florida that they've been, they're enforcing a law where if you're texting, it's an automatic $500 fine and driving school. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah, so, I have yet to see that. Yeah, I, this is something that I've heard. I don't yeah, know how true it is. Yeah. I've I, heard it too, yeah. 
But, I mean, uh, what is a cop going to do? Pull over everybody they see on the phone? They'll be pulling people over left and right. And I don't think a cop wants to, to fill out all that kind of paperwork. So, personally, it could be a law. I don't think it's going to be enforced that much because... Probably, probably not, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. The only way they're going to enforce that law is they're going to do something where uh, they did back home in South Africa. Uh, they probably done it in a couple of states, yeah. Just no cell phones. You have mm-hmm. to talk on a hands-free kit. Don't even touch your cell phone, which mm-hmm. like, I'm an avid, you know... Uh, um, I, I respect that kind of decision mm-hmm. to be made. Um, you know, it's while driving with cell phones, I mean, these kids are around. I mean, they, you don't want. You never know. Happen. You never you know. Never and know. but now with technology today and cars, I mean, they voice text. I mean, if you have your Bluetooth set up, you don't even have it's to look easy. at your phone. You'll you'll hear the little voice pop up and saying yeah. your friend's texting you right now, and they'll say the text, but you could respond to it. Apple iPhone, my wife, she must have hit some kind of freaking button because she's terrible and I complain all the time about her texting and driving. But she must have hit something or one of my kids was playing on her phone and hit something. But it says it, it kicks back a message. I'm using uh, a certain thing uh, where it blocks messages. If this is an emergency, respond urgent mm-hmm. and then the message will get sent through while you're driving. Hmm. So no messages come through. That thing is a product that obviously Apple offers. You mm-hmm. can click on it and it activates and you can obviously deactivate or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But uh, at least, you know, someone's trying. Some big corporation's trying for that. I mean, there's I, so I, many accidents that happen. Dude, I, I literally, like, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm a big fan of technology. I, I It would be like not getting my crack fix. Not know, Like knowing that my phone is on a special mode where I can't receive messages... I, I know me. I've turned that shit off. I, I wouldn't be able <laughs> to... Tell I'm a texter and a driver. I'm not going to really? lie. Yeah, I am. I, I am a violator. Oh. I'm a violator. I'm very bad. But what I will tell you is this. I don't drive quick. I actually... And my wife will say it too. I, and my friends will make fun of me. I drive like a turtle. I always do the speed limit. I mean, I don't get pulled over ever except once recently for a very weird situation. But... Oh, um, oh dude. It's just... <laughs> Ridiculous! I'm the guy that goes 45 and a 45. That's okay. the, I'm the guy. Maybe I'll do 50. I don't go above it. I'm a dude. I'm a cruiser. Yeah. So even if I'm texting, I'm going the limit. I'm paying attention to the road. I'm not weaving in and out. I'm not trying to get ahead because here's my thing. And I'm going to tell this our listener um, situation. Uh, I don't know. You're, you're probably. I don't know if you're gonna have an opportunity to roll your window down to this girl. But I'm telling you, like my thing is this. This is my theory. When you're driving, you're 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 driving to get to a destination. If you're doing 70 to get there, or you're doing 50 to get there, guess what? It's a five minute difference. If you're in such a fucking hurry to get to your destination, and you're doing an extra 10, 15, 20 miles an hour to get there. Just, you're only going to make a five-minute difference to get to your destination. Leave your fucking house five minutes early and just cruise. There's, It's not going to get you anywhere. How many countless times I see people driving, they cut me off, right? Because I drive like a fucking old man. They cut me off and guess what? They hit the red light and well, they've gotten nowhere. Well, let, let me interject here just for a second. If, if it is true what you say, there are never any police around. And you want this girl caught. How about this? <laughs> she's driving like a maniac. First of all, she's driving, she's blasting music, as you say. Uh, I hope it's pretty good music. But uh, um, why don't you speed up and just, you know, open your fucking window and fucking say something? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, you know, if you're so concerned about it, like, are you irritated? Are you worried about something? You know, express your concern. Mm. You know, don't necessarily break the law where you want to go and, uh, you know, create an accident or something like that. Yeah, but put her in a chokehold. I would fucking <laughs> slam, you know, it depends on the music. If it's something really good, you know, you know, I'll deal with it. But uh, if it's something rap bullshit that's going on now, this mumble rap or little oh, everyone with the name Lil, Lil something, yeah. you can go fuck yourself. You know, <laughs> legit. Okay, chokehold, throw them through the drywall, whatever you can. But uh, uh, I think that would be my primary response, uh, probably for the music. But uh, mm-hmm. if you can, I mean, just uh, say something. And if she doesn't want to listen, then maybe just take a place down and. You know what I was thinking, uh, and this is—I've tried to put myself in the situation. What would Joe do? Um, so this is what I would do: I would get your camera phone out, turn that video on, and say, you know, and, and, and you know, you don't want to come off like you're, you know, being the fun police and saying, "Oh, this person's using their phone while driving," while you're using your phone. But I would say, make a point. Say, listen, yeah, the only reason I am turning this phone on right now is because I want to raise awareness about this person that I see every single day, almost causing accidents, never a cop around. And what I would do is record them driving, record their car, record their plate, everything that they're doing. And then I would tag the uh, whatever county police department it is in that video. So they know... Do you think the police take a look at, look, take a look at that shit? Uh, you never know, man. You never know. You never know. Mm. I mean, if they're getting tagged in something, you know, there's a reason for it. And there's a video. What about the dash they're gonna look How at about it. How about getting a dash cam? Well, yeah. I mean, the the uh, what do you call the GoPros? They have dash cams. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, you'd even like. Yeah, that's a good idea. You could just do that and just hit record, and you're not even holding your phone, <clears throat> and you're recording this chick. So I would do something like that. I'd be a little creative with it and make it go viral. And, and get their attention. They're going to have her plate number. They're going to know where she is or do you just every creep, morning. Like, or just do creep and just follow to wherever she's going. And, then just and slash her tires? Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine she works at like a nursery school or something. <laughs> they should do... There was a... Shit. You ever see Entourage? Oh, fuck. I love that show, dude. So you remember there was a scene in Entourage where... Um, I forget what the reason was because it's been a really long time since I've watched the show. It was one of my favorite shows is when Johnny Drama and Turtle roll up to this guy's house at night and Drama smashes all the car windows in with a golf club and then he gets a big dead fish and he drops it on the hood of the car and Turtle looks at him and he goes, what the fuck is this, the golf father? (laughs) You know, like, what the fuck? And then they just, they take off. But maybe you could do something like that, you know? Yeah, and do you know, just go to like uh, Western Beef, because I actually got like uh, sales on fish. Um, it's actually pretty cheap, but there's some good meat, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, if you don't feel like uh, cooking, just, you know, shove it in a fucking window. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, hopefully um, that that helps you out. Um, that, that, that I think, you know, I think we got a pretty good ideas of, of what we would do to take care of that person. Uh, mailbag number two. This is from our neighbor, Joe Zimmerman. Joey. Joey boy. Joe Joey. the banker. Joe the banker, yeah. Uh, yeah, by the way, if anybody's listening out there, if you need to open up a checking account or a business account or maybe even uh, an investment fund, uh, Joe Zimmerman works for J.P. Morgan Chase. So uh, if you want any more information on him, he is highly recommended. Not just saying that because he's our neighbor, but he really is highly recommended in the industry. Um, please. And a, good, and a good guy. And a great guy. Great neighbor. Uh, as a matter of fact, real quick, Gareth uh, 
is a great guy. Joe's a great guy. Eddie, our buddy Eddie. I mean, last weekend we had my daughter's 11th birthday party. We had a great time at the that pool. That was awesome. We had a blast. There was so many kids there, dude. Kids everywhere. Parents everywhere. Food, snacks, music, music, beer. I mean, you know, just a lovely, lovely Saturday. And afterwards, uh, the plan was that about nine girls were coming over to have a sleepover. And... Uh, the air condition broke. And we had family over, we had friends over, kids over, and it's 82 degrees in my house, and there's like 30 some odd people in the house. And I'm like, I can't believe this just fucking happened. In Florida, when it's literally, uh, and by the way, folks, if you're listening and not in Florida, it's 1,000 degrees every fucking day here. It's ridiculous how hot it is right now. It's the hottest I've ever experienced in Florida. That I feel like I'm, my skin is going to just literally melt off my bones. So I had uh, the pleasure of, of Gareth, Joe, and Eddie coming over on a golf cart with the fucking... With no lights on. With no light. shit out of me. Yeah. And these guys helped me. And what was the tool that you use for our listeners out there that might not be too uh, handy like myself with air conditioning units? Well, I mean, our first thought was the condensate line was uh, a little... Uh, you know, backed up. So we brought over my little 3.5 uh, horsepower rigid ho- um, vacuum, a little shock vac, and uh, sucked all that crap out of there. Yep. I mean, for the most for the most part, uh, people always think like, you know, if there's something stuck in your condensate line, you know, that you're not taking care of your house. That's, that's bullshit number one. <clears throat> you know, it's it, everybody's house is, you know, any humid climate, that's what's going to happen. Algae's going to build up, whatever. But you got to make sure that stuff's always taken care of, and uh, and it was it was pretty awesome. We just uh, stuck it back into that and uh, sucked it out. Yeah, man, and and you know that's the testimony to our neighborhood. I mean, literally, I I reach out to my neighbors. Hey, I need some help. Maybe somebody could guide me in the right direction. And uh, uh, I'm not going to exaggerate when I say this. I would say within ten minutes, we were sitting. This is what happened. We were sitting in my my porch, and we were having a couple of beers, listening to music. Joe got the, I think it was Joe that got the, yeah. the text message, and he goes, Joe's got a, other Joe, uh, got a, uh, uh, issue with his air conditioning, uh, we need a shop vac, uh, right now, and let's go over, and literally I was like, well, don't go to your house, I go in my garage, grabbed it, jumped on the golf cart, and headed over. Dude, it was like, it was like, I was so gracious that you guys did that, it was, that thank was you awesome. so much for that, because you guys came out of your way, you know, we, we just partied all day long. The last thing anybody wants to do when they drink a beer all day, you know, is like su- it's sucking it's some it's gunk out. It's what you do. It's, it's what, what you, you do, do, man. It's what you do. So thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Anytime. that. So, guys, that's the type of guy Joe Zimmerman is, too, because uh, he was in that group. So you're dealing with a good person. Leading the way. Leading the charge. His uh, mailbag is, I have a topic for your show. <laughs> Something that really grinds my gears these days. Littering. Every day I see people throwing stuff either in the parking lot, on the ground, out the window. A while back I watched some guy jam a Little Caesars pizza box down a storm drain. You're kidding me. When there was a garbage can literally 100 feet away. Of course I cussed the guy out. <laughs> well, we don't blame you for that, Joe. No. Uh, Litterers. Uh, well, yeah, you know, here's, here's the thing. I come from Brooklyn, New York, okay? And in Brooklyn, New York, we're uh, very bad litterers. We throw shit out the window while we're driving. People are flicking cigarettes. Their dogs take a shit in the street. They don't pick it up. You may step in it later on. 
that's the environment. Um, is it a good thing? No, it's not a good thing. It's a terrible thing. And when I moved to Florida, I really appreciated that, you know, I live in Florida, it's super clean. Then I go back to New York, it's dirty. You know, so you, you know, and no offense to New York, that's my roots. I love Brooklyn, I love New York, always will. That's where I grew up for the first 17 years of my life. But you tend, you start to appreciate the cleanliness, you know, when you come to fly, everything's clean. So you want to keep things clean. So when you see people that are, you know, littering in such a clean place, you're like, you know, what the fuck, man? So th- this is my take on it. So you talk what you come back from uh, from New York, and I love New York. I've uh, my wife's from Carney, New Jersey. Uh, we travel there a couple times a year. Love the place. And yes, it gets a bit sticky. I don't want to shut it down. I don't want to do anything about it because I love New York. Okay, they do what they do. I don't like it, but whatever. I still love the place. Where I come from in Cape Town, South Africa, we have this thing. I grew up from grassroots level. It's called keep the Cape in shape. We live in the coastline. Everyone makes sure if you want to throw something away, keep it in your pocket and wait till you get to a bin and you throw it there. So mm-hmm. we were indoctrinated basically from a young age. You know, mm-hmm. we were generate. Apparently to a couple of guys, you know, we were the millennials at 36 years old, which mm. I call fucking bullshit because I don't want to be classified that. I still want to classify myself as a Generation X, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Still, I'm very much against uh, uh, littering. But uh, so that's where that's where I come from. So when I come out of Florida and I see someone basically throwing the shit down, like it, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's mm-hmm. a piece of paper that can biodegrade in like three days or a banana peel or whatever. We're sharing land, okay? Outside of your property lines or outside of your community or outside of your daughter's school or outside of Publix or where the fuck, it's shared space. Mm-hmm. If you want to throw shit down, you throw, you literally saying to the person next to you, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't care about you. Right. I don't care about myself. Right. I don't care about the environment. You know, and yes, granted, all we're doing is we're just compartmentalizing all the different types of shit we throw away and then put in a big mound that we call a mountain in Florida. And obviously everyone knows that there's no mountains in Florida. <laughs> it's just garbage dumps. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is. But at least let's try do something. Yeah. What's the point of just throwing the ground? Because you know some guy is going to come down there like a few hours later or whatever and pick it up. Yeah. It's, well, it's going to be a jailbird who's picking it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's hey, gotta be yeah, community I service. Seen orange coats around for a while, though. Oh yeah, no, I seen I seen a whole tribe of them on on uh, <laughs> Lantana Road not too long ago. Actually, yeah. yeah, they were they were picking, they were doing a lot of picking, my friend. I'm sure they were, yeah. yeah, so actually, when I was uh, in college, and I got a couple of buddies of mine that are listening to the show right now that are gonna uh, probably say, yeah, no, no, that's a true story. I was there with him when it happened, but. If you ever go to a Taco Bell, like around 2 a.m., there's going to be fucking garbage. It, it looks like the dump. There's going to be garbage like all over that parking lot. <laughs> Dude, we used to go, when I was in college, yeah. we'd go, me and a buddy, a couple of buddies, we'd go 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30 in the morning, stoned, you know, after smoking yeah. a blunt, having a couple of beers. We'd shoot out the Taco Bell. We had the munchies. We would literally order, I, I mean, I'll tell you what I used to order, the Cheesy Gordita Crunch, Taco Supreme, and a fucking... Uh, a quesadilla. Never, okay, interjection, segue. Yeah. I've never eaten at a Taco Bell. Dude, we're going to go to Taco Bell like, right after this. That, bro. Yeah, Taco man. Taco smell, bro. You, like, you have die. not lived until you <laughs> had Taco Bell, my no, friend. you will die. <laughs>
That's a slow death there, bro. Yeah. Like, no. You got to try it once. I'm telling you, it's going to be if a new dirty selling, little secret. I'm if, telling you. If someone's selling a burrito wrap with what, I don't know, whatever the fuck they're filling with, they said it's like what sausage and egg and cheese and all that kind of shit for one dollar. One dollar, my friend. Are you, it can't be good. It cannot be good. I'm not saying I want to go spend a shit ton of money every time I go out to eat fast food, <laughs> but one dollar, at least put a little effort into it and say, okay, listen, listen guys, okay, it's going to be two fifty, but <laughs> it's wholesome. Lie to me at least a little bit. The poor man's got to eat too, though. I understand. The poor man's got to eat. Ramen noodles, There's a Wendy Dixie. I mean, so <laughs> buy, like, buy one. What do you guys call it? Bogo? Bogo. Buy one, get one, buy. Come yeah, on. well, we when we used to go to Taco Bell, we'd eat all this fucking food. And when we were done... Smoke a cigarette and throw all the fucking shit right out right. the fucking window. We were so high. We yeah, it was a joke. Like we were laughing as we were doing it, throwing it because everybody else was doing it's the it. Drive by, dude. Drive by, dude. It was so bad, and we'd laugh and leave. You know, we were what nineteen years old. The fuck. But now, as an adult, and you have a family, you have a home, you want to keep things clean. Things change. You know, perspective changes. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Joe, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think he did the right thing by cursing the guy out. Uh, I would have probably done the same thing because look, there's a trash pail a hundred feet away and the guy's stuffing it down a storm drain. There's animals down there. It may stink down there, but there's some creatures down there too. So, um, but aside from that, I mean, littering in general, Joe, uh, you know, take the box and jam it up his ass. <laughs> yeah, jam it up his fucking ass. Yeah, California has a, uh, has many laws now. If uh, they're caught littering, there's like you know five hundred dollar fines, spot fine, maybe well maybe, deserved. Yeah, well deserved. Maybe we maybe we should pose uh, you know the sentences of Florida or you know a local district districts. So I'm imposing those kind of fines. You ever hear the Guardian Angels? Remember those guys back no. in the early '90s and '80s? No, I think they even Wasn't started yet. in the '70s. All right, so <laughs> the Guardian Angels they were like the vigilante crew in New York. So they had like they would wear like these green, these uh, red uh, what are they berets? No, like those hats that the, the artists wear with a little you know like Pepe Le Pew kind of hat. Those okay, fucking yeah, yeah. I th- I forget what they're called, but uh, and the red jackets that said Guardian Angels. So they were like vigilantes. So um, you know if you didn't want to call the cops, you call these guys, and they come out and break some bones. And uh, so, but they were like a wild yeah. crew of dudes. So maybe we can have like. The guardian angels for littering. You catch somebody littering, you bust them up a little bit. I'll fucking join them. You know? Yeah. Maybe we could do something like that. Yeah. I think we should like, you know, maybe compound that with uh, people that uh, text and drive, you know, <laughs> and practice an old Joe over here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, uh, if you're listening, Joe, I know you are. Let's do it. Let's do it. The Ben Creek crew, bro. The Ben... Oh, my God. Yeah. We some changes, and we could man. crack some heads what out the street. What would you dress What would like, our colors be? Uh, ooh, litterbugs. I say we disguise ourselves like garbage men. Yeah, like fucking, like we just work for the city. Like, you know, we're garbage men. Like, you're some ones. Like, garbage men, that, garbage men that are getting pissed off. Like, you're making me do extra work, extra motherfucker. Work, yeah. You know? How dare you make me do extra work, motherfucker? Come over here for a second. You see this fucking pail over here? Put your shit in there, motherfucker. What, what, what would the punishment be if we catch someone like that? Fucking just... beaten. Just a straight fucking beaten. Grab a garbage bag, put it in their fucking head. Yeah, and grab the pail like in wrestling and smash their head Rock with the, the fucking, fucking head, thing. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, I'm down, yeah. you down? Great idea. Thank you. I'm thank in. you. Yes. Joe. Sign me up. Joe, we're in. We're going to st- we're gonna talk about it tonight. I'm going to see you. I'm, I'm sure the, both of us are going to see you later. Mailbag number three. Uh, 
Hey guys, uh, my next door neighbors are pigs. This is from Tiffany. There are three guys in their mid-twenties that live here and are constantly having parties. Uh, I've been there before. I don't really care so much about the noise, but the mess that they leave is unbearable. Beer cans and garbage have been scattered on my lawn. Recently, I found a puddle of urine on my doorstep. I called the police and filed a report. The cops also went to their house during a party, but somehow none of them got in trouble. I tried talking to them, but I guess that's why they pissed on my doorstep. <laughs> I want to get payback. Please give me some ideas. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, Tiffany. Payback. Well, first and foremost, I, I, I've been there. You know, I had a, I had a roommate yeah. at one point. We had a bunch of parties and we had a great time. Lots of drinks, but we... Try to keep the mess within our own place. We didn't want to, you know, branch off into the neighbors. Yeah. So I think the worst that happened, one of us fell into a bush, you know. But that was it. A little bush diving. A little bush diving, my friend. I like a good bush diving. Yeah, some elephant ears. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of cushion. Never, never, hurt. never hurt no one. So she's got some fucking frat college kid neighbors. All right. So uh, my way in. Is that you're never gonna get away with uh, uh, them turning the music down? You're never gonna get away with uh, the trash not being scattered in your lawn. They're in their twenties. They're dudes, and they're mm -hmm. all fucking pigs. Yep. Uh, I was in my twenties, just like you. Yeah. Um, I came to the states the first time when I was 18 years old. I did uh, two six-month gigs over here in Boca Raton. Uh, yeah, the party will go on. Doesn't you, matter how many cops. You're in Boca. Fuck yeah. That's, that was uh, where actually we moved. I lived in Boca for a very long time. Where in Boca? Uh, so I originally lived on... When I first came to the country, I stayed on uh, Powerline, El Palmetto. Yes. Uh, it's right across the little Starbucks over there. It used to be called Harbour Town, but now it's called something. They changed the name. They just changed it again. So okay. Like, I guess what happens is the the people that keep staying there, the tenants, they just are horrible and they're just trying to like sell like you know, or rent out their apartments there and they okay. have to change the name because they get such a bad name. I don't know. But so you came down, lived on Palmetto and Powerline. How old were you? I was 18. So how many years ago was that? So that is, uh, I want to say... Like 18 years ago. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. there was uh, Palmetto and Powerline. That actually took a lot of Dude. brain power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Calculated, calculated pretty quick, no, though. I took the it was pretty away good. from the 10 and the <laughs> 6. And the, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I used to go to this place called, do you remember Porter House at all? I've, I've done a little bit of karaoke <laughs> there, my friend. Oh, yes. Late night. Yes. Used to be the, pop, the, yeah, the Porter House. The Porter House. Yeah. Now yeah. it's the, the brickyard. I love the brewery. Which is a nice brewery, yeah. by the way. It yeah. is. But the they got so, like 50 different beers on tap or Yeah, shit, oh, so. they're good. And a lot of times they do have the bourbon barrel that I was talking about earlier. Um, the Porterhouse, though, many fond memories at the Porterhouse, a.k.a. Snorterhouse, <laughs> a.k.a. Slaughterhouse. We had so many nicknames for that place. Yes. But So you do remember that. Yeah, that was a, that was a cool spot. So that, that was, we used to go to Radius, a.k.a. Club Boca. Club Boca, but that, that name has changed like a thousand times oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. And I then from there, well. after hours was at Snorter House. And then after that was the McDonald's drive through and then we go home. <laughs> yeah, so now nah, I want to I wanna give you a little... So, as I said, I think like, you know, for people, maybe like you'll get some international listeners out there, you know, because one day you will get there, but listening back into the old podcast. But uh, the way I got you was through a, uh, a company called Workaway International. 
Okay, so one of their first years when they came down here, they, uh, uh, was, you know, there's a couple guys with some lot of money and they wanted to make a, a, you know, a bit of buck or whatever. And what they did is they basically hired South Africans, cheap labor to country clubs. Long story short, the first year that, was, uh, that they had them, at Club Radius, one of the South Africans got so fucked up. Like, porpoise on the floor, done, <laughs> finished. His girl that he was dating at the time was an American, because obviously the American girls love the South African, the South African dudes, whatever. He decides that he's going to drive her home. A cop, literally three cars down, was watching the whole thing unfold. What? Just watched him take the car keys from her, open the car, gets inside the car, reverses out, okay, arrests him. Holy guy, shit. Guy was in prison for two years. What? Two years. Two years? International lawyers had to get involved in this Whoa. scenario. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't fuck around when you're don't not fuck, from this country, if you're man. you a visa, don't fuck around, bro. <laughs> do not don't fuck, fuck around. around. But yo, guys are pigs, man. You, you're just never going to get away with it. She wants revenge. I, I think she's made it clear that she knows the noise. She said she doesn't care about the noise, so... The noise isn't bothering her. It seems like she's... she's Tiffany, you sound like a pretty cool chick. I think you're okay with the partying, but you're you're having garbage now on your property and urine. So, uh, and you want payback. Take a shit on their fucking doorstep. doorstep. Yeah. Take a shit. In you a bag, have to... Brown eat. bag. Take a doorstep. Not even a brown bag. I don't think so. Straight shit. In the middle of the night. <laughs> a sloppy one? Yeah, just look. Go to Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> Get a cheesy gordita crunch, a taco supreme, and a chicken quesadilla, and then rush you and smoke a cigarette if you do smoke, and then that'll enhance it. And just go to town on their doorstep because if you want to get payback, the only way you're going to truly get payback is if you one up them. And the only way to one up urine is shit. So I would say, yeah, we'll throw up on that shit. (laughs) You could definitely knock them out, yeah. Um, I don't know if I would. I, def, I don't know if I want to actually, because I'm always worried about getting caught doing something stupid like that. So, I mean, like you know, I've taken a person in public, you know, obviously around a corner, or whatever. I'm always worried about getting caught. I mean, if you're in a neighborhood, obviously there it sounds like they're in a uh, apartment complex. You don't want to be caught like yeah, there's a lot of lights around and stuff yeah. like that. I uh, would uh, try and find out uh, who their car, what the car, you know, what they belong to, and I would do something to that. You know, I've uh, mm. I've definitely you know done something to someone's door handles before. Someone left their sunroof open. I've definitely left a present inside of there before. <laughs> um, slashing their tires. You know, obviously, if you really want to hurt them, you yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, maybe well, old school. I think this is good for Joe too because I think Joe is going to relate because of the littering, the garbage, you know. I got a great idea if we hire, well, not hire, but I think if we get our Bent Creek crew hired by Tiffany, and what we could do is maybe we could uh, key up their hood of their car that says don't litter on it. We could write don't litter perfect on the car. Yeah, <laughs> just a reminder. friendly reminder that's yeah. probably not going to go away for a while. Well, there's just another thing as well. Uh, I don't know if, what you guys call, you have poloni? Do you have poloni? It's like a big sausage meat. Oh, a bologna? Bologna, okay. Yes. You call it bologna. It's, uh, it's, it's, like it's almost like muriatic acid. Uh, what you can do... Oh, yeah, it'll rip, peel the paint right off. 100%. Especially in this fucking heat. Yeah, fuck yes. <laughs> Slice it up nice and just poke it on his fucking car. Yeah. That's all he does. He just knows he's an absolute fucking douchebag. Yes, and then if you really want to uh, you know, be friendly, uh, you get some fucking disgusting raw fish. 
and you fucking slide it right under the hood of that fucking car. Yeah. You could do that. Oh, yes. Slide it. Into the cabin full Yeah, or just squirt the juice all over the fucking car and the heat and everything in Florida. Well, I don't even know if this girl's from Florida. We're just, just, uh, you know, taking a guess there. But whatever. I mean, I, I would definitely... You have to get payback. So either taking a shit on their lawn. They're not giving a shit. The They're not giving a shit. They don't care. Her respect. No. At least, it, look, uh, we all make mistakes, right? College kid, you get drunk. All right. I've had my moments. Don't get me wrong. But the right thing to do, you go the next morning, you clean up. Maybe even knock on the door and apologize. You know, there's nothing wrong with her. Clearly, this hasn't happened. She's had to go so far as to... Uh Call the cops and yeah. they retaliated and pissed on the doors. And they didn't do anything. And the, co- <laughs> yeah, and the cops didn't do any. The cops couldn't do anything, right? Surprisingly, so these dudes are pretty prepared for the police too. Um, yeah, they're gonna have to. I would say this. Here's another. Here's another setup. Wait for these guys. If these guys are partying outside, because remember, a cop can't go in the house without a warrant. But if they're outside, the cop has free range to do whatever he wants. Even if they're standing on the doorstep. In Florida, especially. So, oh yeah, the cops, they're ready to pepper spray out here. They've got that pepper ready to go. So, I would say, call the fucking cops while they're outside drinking. Because they probably got drugs on them, too. They probably got some shit. Sure, yeah. Call the cops then and, and, and get those cops over there. And if those cops can catch those guys outside, game over, baby. Game over. Okay. I'm going to tell you a funny story. This I'm going to go back. We're going to go... Joe Mignon, the college years. Okay, we're going to go, well, maybe just post-college years. Me and a friend of mine, we go to a New Year's party. Mm. And it was a a nice fucking party. We had a good time. Bombed. Decide, eh, I could drive. That's all good. Now, this is one of those moments in life, and I think we all have them. Not a good idea, but this is, God is on your side. Now, I'm I'm a Christian man. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in God, the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, whenever I have moments in my life, I pray to God every day and I have a lot of faith in God. Am I the best Christian? No. Uh, but I do believe in God and I have a strong relationship with Him. So I think this was one of those moments where God intervened because He got me out of some shit. We get in the car. I'm driving. And, I, and we, we stop at another place. We end up stopping at some restaurant, I think. And uh, somewhere. And we got another drink there. My buddy walks out with the glass in his hand. And he gets in my car. And we take off. And he's still drinking his drink in my car. What's in the glass? He's got like Captain and Coke or something uh-huh. in there. And I'm in my car. And at the time, I had like uh, Mitsubishi Galant all blacked out. Driving, speeding. And... I'm coming up to the train tracks and there was a hump in the road and I didn't even realize it and I'm just doing like 80. I hit it. My car literally took air. It was like Fast and the Furious. Like my car took air. Uh, my butt, like you could see it looked like his drink in slow motion was coming well, out that's of the what glass. I'm thinking, what the fuck yeah. I mean, drink, yeah. We hit the ground yeah. and like the car, like I literally had to pull over. I was like, I got to check my car because I was, we hit the ground hard. Yeah. So I pull in this random parking lot on the side of the street somewhere. I think we we're like on Palmetto somewhere. And it was an office building. We were the only car on the lot. I get out of the car. Salute. I get out of the car and I see, I, I look under the, underneath and I don't see anything. I don't see a leak or anything like that. So I'm like, okay, cool. And my buddy, he's taking a piss in the parking lot. 
I take a piss now. And then he, he's got the glasses. He's I'd love to see what would happen. And he takes it and he fucking launches it into the glass window of the building. Oh, don't tell me. Well, no, the, the glass is hurricane proof, right? So okay. nothing happened to it. Yeah. But the but the glass from the from the <laughs> drinks yeah. shattered everywhere. He goes, how about that? He like yells out, right? As he does that, a cop car slowly pulls in the lot right oh, next to us. Great. Right, like literally, like we were in the like the fifth spot over, and the cop was like halfway on the sidewalk, halfway in the street, yeah. and it was just the cop with no lights on, looking right at us and us, with while that just happened. So I go, all right, let's just get in the fucking car because I don't know what else to do right now. I think if we stand here, it's Jeez. gonna make it worse. Mm. So let's just get in the car and roll the dice. Mm. We get in the car. I literally back out. I back into. I back out to make like kind of like a three point turn to get out. Literally, drive past the cop, make a right turn, whole ass down fucking Palmetto, pull in the nearest neighborhood that I could pull into, and, just shit and we were literally driving in circles in the neighborhood just to kind of lose him. <laughs> stop, pull, stop the car, park it, get out, and go for a fucking long ass walk in this neighborhood. That I had no... I couldn't even tell you this day because it was drunk. Yeah. Right? And I'm sorry, mom and dad, if you hear this, but it's a true story. Um, and me and my buddy are walking through this neighborhood and looking at each other like, this cop never followed us. Cops doing something. It was the oddest thing. Cops doing something. Could be, Cops right? We something. thought about that. We thought about that. So after like, you know, thanking God and, and saying, you know... Would you guys like sit together and pray or something? We didn't pray, but like, you know, thank you God kind of thing. And then my friend walked up to someone's doorstep and pissed all over it. So that's what reminded me of the oh, story. It was the true, like, true story. Like, I'm like, wait a minute, this just happened. You're pissing on somebody's fucking doorstep right now? Hey, oh, Tiffany's in it? So, Oscar, how long, how long ago was this? Like, oh, my God, dude. Like, maybe she's blaming the wrong dude. <laughs> well. So, what would you do, Joe? That's. Ruin their car, ruin their day? Yeah, I, I would, uh, one of three things. Ruin the car, take a shit, or call the cops while they're outside. I would start with calling the cops outside. You want to go the safest bet first, right? So try cops while they're outside and see if you have better luck. If you don't, I would take a shit the next time. And then if that doesn't work, then you could carve uh, some engravements in their hood. Yeah. And hopefully that will end. But we don't want to do anything too harmful for them to say, oh, we're going to, if it's her, we're going to get her. So we don't put you in harm's way, but I, I would suggest get those, get the cops involved again. Uh, yeah. If they don't want to listen, just be silent about whatever kind of vigilante group. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> be sneaky. So be thank you. Sneaky. Thank you so much, guys, for your uh, mailbags this week. Very appreciated. Again. Hit us up on our website at guythinkpodcast at gmail.com. Scroll to the bottom. Click mailbag. Again, you could be anonymous uh, like our first mailbagger tonight. Or you could put your name. Whatever you want. Uh, could be anything. Anything at all. That's The, the subject is limitless. So uh, please do that. Um, other than that, uh, I know we're going to maybe talk a little bit about Yankees and Red Sox briefly. Yeah. Uh, had a, I mean, look, Red Sox, they clinched. Um, they were the best team in baseball, hands down. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, <laughs> diehard Yankee fan, <laughs> you know. And the the Red Sox kicked ass this year. 
So uh, I'm not going to say congratulations to them, but good job. Uh, you know, and then here's a testimony to the New York Yankees. You know, you're in a tough division. When it's the Yankees and Red Sox, it's any man's game. As I'm far hoping, as the Yankees are Red I'm Sox. I'm hoping for the wild card and uh, seeing the, the Yankees and the, the Red Sox later on. Everybody wants to see it. Even mm-hmm. if you're not a fan of Yankees and Red Sox, you want to see, see those guys go toe-to-toe. It's like a heavyweight fight. So uh, I'm proud of the Yankees. I mean, look, 93 wins. I mean, if I look at my phone right now, just to kind of get a gauge I just want to see Tamaka Pusello. Uh, Yankees are up 6-4 to four right now. Um, so, and we're playing the shitty Orioles who have 44 wins this year. So, um, you know, I personally think the Yankees, they have a shot at winning hundred games. They'll probably win about 97. Uh, but imagine that winning 97 games and getting a wild card. That's how good the Eastern division is. I wish the Yankees were in the National League because the National League blows this year. I mean, these guys, I don't even think any team cracked 90 wins yet in the National League. Believe it, believe it or not, you I know? Yeah. So... But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I was happy about this series. I, you know, if somebody asked me the other day, you know, what do you think of the series? I'll say, well, I, I would love to win two out of three, but I think we'll win one out of three. And we ended up winning two out of three, won the series. So I'm very happy with that. So I'm just surprised with the Grand Slam last night and still losing. Yeah, you know. A, that guy's a beast, bro. John Carlos Stanson, he's a fucking He's an animal. I'm, I'm happy we got the guy. I, you know, here's the thing. And his baseball, and this is baseball. This is not me talking as a Yankee fan. This is me talking about the love of the game and, and, and how great this game is and what this game is. And, you you know, you, you're at Yankee Stadium playing your rival, the Red Sox. You got a guy like Luke Voigt who came up. He's a first baseman. Greg Bird was the big first baseman. Everybody's talking about Greg Bird. He didn't do shit this year. And a guy like Luke Voigt gets his opportunity. He's in pinstripes. He comes right out the gate. Power hitter. Reminds me of Shane Spencer back in 98. Home run after home run. But this this is different. Like, the Yankees had it locked up. This year, excuse me, the Yankees don't have it locked up. Like, they're fighting for uh, um, contention in, in the wild card. And this guy comes up with all that pressure. Knocks 10 home runs out the gate with the Yanks. Yankees are now the, uh, this is an all-time record for the Yankees. 246 home runs is the most ever in a season by the Yankees. So if you think about that, of all the legendary teams, Murderer's Row from 1927, and all these amazing teams that the Yankees put together, Mantle and Maris in 61, you know, uh, you think about that, holy shit, here we are, a team basically with rookies and guys under the age of 30 and there you have it what does that say yankees been around since 1914 yeah 1914 so if you think about that we're 104 years right yeah it's it's just a testimony to how great this team is now here comes pitching so you get you're you're in yankee stadium you're the home team and you're you know you're in front of your home crowd against your rival you're down it's four to two bottom of the fourth inning two outs bases loaded stanton gets up Fucking grand slam the right field like it's nothing, like a fucking boss. Yankees are up, 6-4, to four. here we go, right? But then here comes pitching. And the pitching wasn't there, the bullpen wasn't there, and the Red Sox were able to regain the lead and win the game 11-6. So when you're in the playoffs, that's how important pitching is in the playoffs because you can hit the ball all you want, but you got to shut down the offense. 
And that's the issue that the Yankees are going to have this year. They have a, a lockdown bullpen, best bullpen in baseball, hands down. We have like four closers in that pen. But the problem is the starting pitching. So the Yankees, hitting's not an issue because they're the best home run hitting team in baseball right now. Yes. We're not worried about that. We're worried about the starters. We got to get at least five, six innings out of these guys. So that's going to be the issue. If we're able to beat Oakland in that one game, uh, we're going to play the Red Sox. And, you know, hopefully David Price pitches three games in a row so we can win. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. He had for. a bad time. He had a bad time. Yep. Yeah. We'll set it all the way, man. Yeah, so we'll see. But, uh, Gareth, I want to thank you very much. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. For thank being you. on the show. An impromptu episode. I uh, really, really, truly miss my co-host tonight. It was not the same without you, Brian. Um, but we're looking forward to having you back next episode. And uh, But yeah, really, Garrett, you came in the clutch tonight. Uh, this was exciting. This was cool. Yes, was. This was yeah, different. I came, yeah, I came for the yeah. beers. Yeah, came I, the yeah beers. we got the he beers. Lured he lured me in with the Budweiser Jim Beam Select. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll come again, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I, I just... Yes, that's what she said. That's yes, usually what she says. Uh, and by the way, I told that little story about uh, my faith in God. Guys, check out Walk in the Light podcast. Really cool podcast. You can go to anchor.fm and type in Walk in the Light. Uh, no Meat and Uncle Vito are the hosts of that show. Um, if you're Christian, if you're curious... Whatever the case may be, if you believe in God or <clears throat> just want to know more information or just looking for some enlightening, inspiring words, check my buddies out. Walk in the Light. Excellent podcast. I love it. Actually, almost brought me to tears this morning. It was a very, very good uh, episode. So <clears throat> hit us up. www.aguythingpodcast.com. Hit that button, subscribe. Facebook and Instagram, at a guy thing podcast. Twitter, at a guy thing pod. Don't forget, hit subscribe, follow us. Five star ratings are very, very, very appreciated. And if you want to be on the show, promote your business, or just shoot the shit, drop us a line, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful night.